Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, thank you for the bad news. Here we go. I love this one. Today we're going to tell folks what to do when directs bring them bad news. Yeah, I mean, a director has been hiding a delay. He has to finally admit it because he, he knows you'll find out tomorrow in a project review. She tells you the vendor she thought was great has just sent terrible quality and they're going to be late with future deliverables. Maybe somebody's promised something in writing to you, to another department or something. There's no way that you guys can actually do what you need to do. And shockingly, among really effective managers and executives, the right thing to do first, first, is to say thank you. And that happens all the time, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if only. Um, first, you say thanks. And, and th- there are two reasons for this. One is we want to learn to value process over content. Okay. And we'll talk about the difference between process and content, which is a recurring theme on manager tools, um, a little bit. And we also want to separate our emotional response from solving the problem. Uh, then we're going to recommend you solve the problem. And then last, we're going to address the potential error in terms of somebody delaying or not bringing you bad news. Um, we're going to talk about how to address that last because that is a moment in time. Whereas the process of saying to people, I want you to tell me when things are wrong. Don't surprise me. In other words, we want that to be the key lesson when people bring us bad news and too many people shoot the messenger and then people say to heck with it as we'll get into. Okay. So say thanks first. So let's, let's talk action before rationale here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can give everybody the rationale, and I know sometimes people think I'm long-winded. It's weird. They think I'm long-winded, but they also think I talk too fast. But anyway, what we're going to do is tell you exactly what to do. So when somebody brings you a problem, a significant problem even, the first thing to do is don't think, don't try to solve the problem, don't allow your emotions to rule you, don't get angry, just say thank you. Okay. And that's the most important thing on this cast. If you remember only one it thing, is. that's what you want to remember. Yeah, Just don't do anything else right at that moment other than staying calm and saying thank you. Because there's going to be stuff wrong in your organization for the rest of your career. The only thing worse than their stuff being wrong is stuff being wrong that is fermenting. And if you punish people by getting angry, by getting loud, by barking, by saying, how could this have happened? Give me the update. Da, 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 da. People just won't tell you and things will ferment more, which will only make things worse. And you can argue all you want that they should. But if you listen to manager tools for a while, you know, should is not a good word when it comes to management. So say thanks and do nothing else. If your direct is still standing there, Tell them to give you a couple of minutes if you need it, if it's a big problem, or turn away if you need to in your office. They'll get the hint. Now, it may be that you need them there, and you may say, hey, give me a second. Now, now look, guys, we, we'll admit there are some situations where the one or two-minute delay, or maybe even 30-second delay for some of you, that we're recommending matters, right? If a PVD machine is ruining a wafer fab cell, you know, you might need to run, Okay a fire in the building. <laughs> okay, run or get a roll call going. But but those are actual emergencies. And that's really not what we're talking about here. Far too many managers see all bad news as an emergency. And we believe that urgency is what's called for when in fact clarity is what's called for. 
Uh, we react emotionally. We react spontaneously. And there are all kinds of reasons for that. And that's dumb, guys. We need to learn to separate bad news from our reaction to it. Bad news, for those of you who've been listening for years, and to uh, our friend Neha uh, um, in London, bad news is just an umbrella. And your response is all you. You got poked with an umbrella, but you got mad, you get angry, you get frustrated all by yourself. And look, guys, if we always react angrily to bad news, we're much more likely to engage the emergent response patterns that may, in fact, be good, right? We train some people in our world, the firefighters and the first responders, the police and so on, to have emergent response patterns. That's good for emergencies, but it's not good for lots of other situations. Now, Mike and I both will admit it feels good to take action. It does feel good to be in charge, yeah. right? It does. And look, it, sometimes it actually feels good to vent a little bit. But feeling good is not what you're paid for. Effectiveness is what you're paid for. Look, frankly, being aggressive, being assertive, and barking orders reinforces your status. Some people go around creating crisis just so they can do that. Yeah, absolutely. People tell us all the time, well, I'm constantly putting out fires. Well, that's because probably you're looking for fires or people bring you fires because... You're at your best. You think you're at your best when you're putting out fires. Oh, but as we said stick, before, we're going to call it a fire just so you can feel exactly it. right. Light that thing on fire. Let me put it out. And part of the problem is, is that we, we've said before, good management is boring. It's unsexy. It's unpretty. It's not dramatic. That's what executives want from their managers. People who quietly go about their business. The guy who's always on fire. No, he's not doing it. She's not doing it right. Guys, just because you get angry at bad news doesn't mean that the anger motivating you to take quick action is necessarily helpful to the correctness of the response or the likelihood of organizational learning as a function of the mistake that was made. Saying thanks and doing nothing else will help you avoid poor decision making, at least for a minute or two. And then let me just say one more thing. Some of you longtime listeners, those of you who are licensees, thank you again for being licensees. There's a couple of you out there thinking, wait, I think there's a better way. And you're right. There is a better way. Um, but, but this cast is just about reaching everybody, whether you're using the Trinity or not, whether you know about one-on-ones and feedback and so on. There is an extra credit response here that a smart manager could use in this situation. Imagine a, a directive of ours who's made a mistake and they're finally admitting it. They're probably waiting for consequences. And they hear this. Dana, can I give you some feedback? Sure, boss. When you communicate openly about problems, it's easier for us to solve them. Thanks. Now, that'll stun people. They're expecting to get negative feedback about the problem. And, and, and frankly, if the manager's mad and he puts a little bit of oomph behind the negative feedback, of course, it becomes not negative feedback. It becomes a consequence or anger from the boss, which usually is more important than anger from a peer, obviously. And then um, it just changes things. You give them positive feedback honoring the process of them communicating rather than the content of what they're communicating the problem, they're going to realize he really does want me to tell him, tell him if there's a problem. And seriously, guys, is there a manager listening right now who would actually say, if there's a problem in my organization, I don't want to know about it? Yeah, I can't imagine. Right. Now, that's not to say that you want everybody telling you every single thing that ever goes wrong, but trust me, that's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Try giving positive feedback. If you're comfortable with thanks, try thanks for a while. Once you get that under your belt and you separate the umbrella poking from the getting mad all by yourself and you said thanks, then go to the next level. And that's that's the bonus, which is 
giving positive feedback for the communication process, not for the problem. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that. When you talk about process, you say value process over content. What do you mean there? Think of it this way, guys. Would you rather live in a managerial world where you heard everything or where you heard nothing? Obviously, ne- neither one of them is possible or reasonable. But if you're smart, you'd prefer to know everything. You might not actually like all that information, but you'd like knowing nothing a lot less than that. And dudes, the quickest way down the road to getting less information is punishing the messenger who communicates a problem. Now, if you compare Mike and I in terms of our styles, not that manager tools is about Mike and I's styles, but Mike is much more likely to be reflective or pause when he gets bad information. I'm much more likely because I'm all D I I all I I I I don't I don't have any slow um, genes naturally. My natural response is to solve the problem and and sometimes to bite people's heads off. I'm, I'm sure Wendy or Mattel or Daddy could tell you that. It is absolutely clear to me in my career, and I, again the, we don't teach our careers, but. It is absolutely clear to me that there have been times when people have been not been willing to come to me. And the way I've overcome that, in my case, is building wicked great relationships with my directs um, to mitigate that. And telling them over and over again, tell me anything, anything at all. If I bite you, first of all, I'm not going to eat you. But if I bite you, the bite is going to be so tolerable if it's early. It's gonna, the longer you wait, the, the worse it's going to be. And, and, and this situation, the whole issue of somebody delaying or you not knowing about something and finally coming to you is a perfect example of conflict between process and content, fundamental organizational issues, process and content. I just want to be clear about process and content. Let's talk about meetings for a second as an example. I love meetings as an example of process and content. If your meetings aren't effective and you call somebody and say, Hey, you know, well, what's wrong with our meetings? You know, Um, meetings are a great example of something that's full of both process, which is how you run the meeting and content, which is what you talk about in the meeting. If you're having bad meetings, your problem in meetings might be process related. You start late, people are on their laptops. There are no agendas. The same guy always talks. And by now, of course, nobody's listening to that guy, or it might be content. You're talking about the wrong things. You're solving the wrong problems. And by the way, guys, as, as a general rule, If you keep solving a problem only for it to come back again and again, ask yourself whether or not the solution ought to be about content or process and then try process, (laughs) not content. Um, Guys, the reason I wanted to go into this a little bit is that I said something about two months ago to a group that I noticed 80% of the people in the group wrote down. I took it for granted, but I'd never said it out loud before. So now I'm going to say it again. One of the signs of executive level insight is being able to tell whether a problem that comes to us is a problem of process or of content. Do I need to invest in an improvement in the process because of this particular situation? Or is it just somebody not following the process? Is it just an unusual content situation? Okay. Um, and Drucker, by the way, spends 10,000 pages of his life talking about this very issue. Look, in the case of communicating bad news, what we started this cast with, the news is the content and the communication is the process. You've got to be careful. Too many managers hurt themselves by focusing on the content and solving the problem, often angrily, again, being poked by that umbrella, rather than 
focusing on the process, which is the open communication that hopefully every manager wants. And look, by the way, guys, I should have said this in the beginning. If you're not a manager who believes in open communication, you, you definitely, I encourage you not to listen to us anymore because you're going to get sick of me saying it's all about people and more communication is better. Okay. Yeah. Not only just stop listening to us, just stop being a manager. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good as well. Yeah. Really? We'll be happy to help you find a individual contributor job somewhere. <laughs> yeah. In this case, guys, the big lesson that really effective managers have learned is to focus on the process of open communication rather than on the content, which is in this case, the problem they're bringing to you. That's the key. Okay. Separate your emotional response from the problem. A little, you're saying a little emotional maturity here might be called for. Yeah, that's, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, what far too many of us do, and I know I'm beating you guys up about this. I don't mean to beat you up. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm calling you guys out who do what I know I used to do, which is respond to the content emotionally and rationally. And unfortunately, the emotion we bring to it, our direct thinks that that energetic response is directed at them. Your emotional response, your, your anger, your frustration, your, your energy will be about the problem being brought to you. But if in fact somebody were telling you a good thing, would you be negative? No. So your negativity is about, is about the content of the message rather than about the fact that it's been communicated, right? But if you focus on the process, the fact that somebody did communicate, not that they delayed, that's a different problem, but we get to focus on a positive, which is the communication they chose to tell us. You can argue all you want, but the communication of the problem is a positive. Yeah, it's kind of encouraging, right? When somebody, when you do something good and somebody <laughs> notices it. Yeah, that'd be good. It makes, yeah. makes you think maybe you might communicate more in the future. Yeah, I exactly. Know. Right. I, I want to reward that. Hey, listen, no, before I'm not going to, when the guy says, don't hurt, don't, don't be pissed. I, you know, this happened. I said, dude, first thing I want to do, thanks. Tell me, tell me this kind of stuff. I'm always going to say thank you when you bring me problems. Cool. Appreciate it. Much better. Much better. Now, let's go kill some people. No, I'm kidding. Okay. But not you. Um, that's, that's good yeah, not you. Dude, you're good to go. In fact, you could almost say, if you're the messenger, you're the one guy who's not going to die. <laughs> the rest of the team, <laughs> yeah. they're dead. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, God, we're going to get in trouble for this. Yeah. Okay. Look, the delay isn't the positive. But now that you know, the delay is over. And frankly, the delay is a process problem, but you can't solve that process problem right now. And frankly, again, it's over anyway. The problem that's being communicated is the content, but you can't solve that immediately either, in part because you may not be in the right frame of mind. But anyway, what we do by saying thanks is buying time to separate our emotional response to the problem, which is bad, from the communication, which is good. Now, look, I won't argue with you if you're saying, Mark, that's a pretty small thing. Okay, but if we're not careful and we angrily solve the problem, the fact remains that our energy is going to create less motivation in the future for communication. And you know what happens for some of you, particularly you high D, high I bosses. Oh, yeah. The team members getting together going, oh, are you going to tell them? Yeah, I'm not telling them. You tell them. He likes you better. Man. Yeah, that's right. He likes you. You, you go tell him. Yeah. This general rule applies to virtually all situations where results don't go as planned. Don't Solve the problem too quickly when your emotions are high. Saying thanks, focusing on the process of the communication that we want to encourage in the future, buys us a minute to let us get out of the way of our own frustration. Guys, it's okay to feel that frustration. As I've said before, when HR tells you, when people say there's no place for anger in the workplace, they're wrong. If that's true, we all ought to get out of the workplace because many of us get angry every day. 
the question is expressing anger, right? And what we should be saying or what we recommend people say is it's okay to feel angry. It's not okay to express anger toward another person in the workplace. So just don't let your frustration negatively affect your ability to make decisions and don't send a message with your frustration that the next guy who communicates to me is going to get his head bitten off or is going to be, if not shot, at least shot at as the messenger. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, we haven't attacked. Right. We we haven't yelled at the person. We haven't overreacted. We avoided punishing the messenger, right? The direct who came to us. We did something even better. We said, thanks, actually. We're calmed down and... Maybe a little, maybe even a lot. Uh, yeah. But at some point, it's time to solve the problem. And now would be the yeah. time to do that. What we do, and this is important, is we start solving the problem and we intentionally leave something out of a natural managerial response that many, many of us do this that is not effective. And that is we do not communicate to the messenger that consequences will be coming later. Too many of us say, okay, I'm setting you aside. I'll deal with you later, but for now, let's solve the problem. Yeah. Now they're, now they're, are they thinking about the problem or are they thinking about the consequences of this? Exactly. Or even if they're good, they're thinking mostly about the problem, but they haven't completely eliminated that there are consequences coming. Look, dudes, you don't need to tell them consequences are coming. They probably know. Don't reinforce it. Because the thought that's in their head is not going to be nearly as big if they're thinking it than than it is after you tell them, well, look, you and I will talk later about whether or not you should have told me last week. That's a separate issue. Right now, let's solve the problem. What you just did is take 20% of their creativity off the table because they're going to be thinking, crap. So in a couple of days, when we get out of this mess, I'm going to have to sit down with the boss. Okay. What you do, look, they, they know they, most people are smart enough to know they deserve it. So leave that out. Okay. Now, now look, guys, we know this, this sometimes, this assumes to some degree the messenger is somehow responsible indirectly or directly for the problem being communicated and, and agreed. It's possible that's not true. And if she's not and you stay calm and say thanks, she'll be almost as impressed by your response as if she had been the problem creator herself. She'll tell everybody else how calm you were. Just think what she'll tell others, though, if she's an innocent messenger and you blow up in front of her, which is basically being blowing up at her, whether you like it or not as a boss, if you blow up and there are people around you, they feel like they're being blown up at the problem with acting as if you're setting aside punishment by saying something about you're setting aside punishment is it just calls your causes your direct when you need them to be good. It causes them to be less than their best. And the manager who reacts calmly to a direct bringing him bad news impresses the direct. The direct will probably be thinking a little less about consequences and a little bit more clearly about solving the problem. And what we've learned is that fear does not help creativity. It just doesn't. Okay, so at some point, you have to address the error. What we're saying is that's the last thing you address. Yeah, look, when you solve the problem, or or at least intervene, intervene to start the solution, only now... It's time to think about consequences or feedback or punishment. And for most situations, we'd recommend feedback. And what do you know? There's a whole bunch of casts. <laughs> a whole bunch of them. Folks, if you, ha- if you haven't, if you don't know about the feedback model, just go to the Manager Tools website and check out the Manager Tools basics. It's all yeah. there. And one of the things you're going to learn about feedback, guys, that, that continues a thread. And if you've listened to a lot of our stuff, you know, sort of intellectually, but you haven't 
put your foot in, uh, you'll hear me get pretty exercised about management, how important it is, how valuable we believe it is. And there are times I'm pretty darn direct and I, I don't pull any punches about stuff. And when it comes to our directs, I'll tell you, as, as much as many of you will struggle with this in your head and your heart, um, the best thing to do is to be nice as pie when you deliver negative feedback. It makes it so much harder for the direct to feel attacked, to feel that you're not a good boss. When you do it right, they admit they were wrong and they have motivation to change. And that's just a very exciting time as a manager to see that and to make people, you know, there's a, there's an old saying is I think, I think actually Mike Swinson taught me this phrase, which is a great commander, pardon the military reference guys, but a great commander is somebody who can step on your shoes and still leave a shine. And you know, there are times when people are going to make mistakes. Welcome to the human race folks. And being willing to say, yep. And, I, I could have done that too. And we're going to focus on the future. That's what feedback is about, is about focusing on encouraging effective behavior in the future. It's not about punishing past negative behavior. Um, and by the way, feedback includes positive feedback too. Um, you'll be much better off. So quick recap, say thanks, value the process over the content, separate that emotional response that many of us have, solve that problem, and then address the error last when in fact you're in a much better mood. And this is an important cast in terms of addressing directly the interplay between process and content. That's a hugely important executive skill. We want you to start looking for that in your own self-development moments as you go forward. And in this situation, even though we're getting bad news, getting news is always good. Focus on the process, the positive process result initially, then solve the problem. Then ask yourself whether or not consequences are merited. I can't tell you the number of times I've used this. And at the end, I just plain forgot about giving negative feedback about the delay or about the problem. Okay. If you do it this way, you won't be shutting down communication, communication with you and your team just because of one problem. Because dudes, there are always going to be problems. And you know what they say, more communication is better. <laughs> if I heard that. Well, somebody said that. Somewhere, somebody, somebody said, said that. that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Hall of Fame cast. Folks. Dude, this I love this awesome one. Yeah. 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 I wrote it on the plane coming back and it just, that was great. A lot of fun. Awesome, folks. So, hey, after you listen, folks, uh, give us some comments on the discussion forums. Tell us how you liked it. Yep. Great. Whether you're using it. All right, friends. We'll see you. Thanks, partner. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long.